Hey y'all, welcome to another episode of the All of You Whole podcast, hosted by me, Caroline Fossil, entrepreneur, wellness expert, author, and speaker. My goal is to help you build a healthy, connected, and intentional life that fulfills your greatest purpose. Go ahead and hit that pause button and then the plus button to subscribe to this show so you get more impactful content each and every week. We would also love it if you would leave a five-star rating and review. This helps people you and I don't even know find the show. And lastly, please share an episode you love with whoever you can. Sharing is caring, and that's how we continue to grow. And as always, I am forever grateful for your support. Welcome to our first ever series on the All of You Whole podcast. This series is all about the world of publishing. I feel like so many people I meet want to write a book in their life, and so we are going to pull back the curtain and expose the world of publishing for you. This series is going to be the entire month of October, so be sure to check out every single episode to learn more about the world of publishing. First up in this series, we are chatting with my literary agent, Keely Boving. Keely has been in the publishing world since 2010, and I wanted to chat with Keely because I feel like for those of you who really want to go the traditional publishing route, finding an agent can be the most elusive part of the process. For those of you who don't know, and we talk more about this in the show, you have to have a literary agent in order to get in front of a lot of these big publishing houses, but sometimes it feels like, how in the world do I find an agent? What do I really need to be really attractive to an agent? And so we're going to talk about all of these things today on the podcast. She's going to share with us who would be a great fit for traditional publishing versus maybe self-publishing. Additionally, we are going to walk through what a book proposal looks like. And also, how can we find a literary agent, which is the biggest question I got when asking you on Instagram what questions you have about the publishing world. So I think this is going to be a really helpful episode for you, those of you who are interested in publishing a book. Be sure to check out Keely Boving at KeelyBoving.com. That's K-E-E-L-Y. B-O-E-V-I-N-G.com if you are interested in submitting your proposal for her to take a look at. So without further ado, let's chat with Keely. Welcome to the show, Keely. I'm so excited to chat with you today. Thank you, Caroline. I'm so happy to be here. So first, can you tell us just a little bit about who you are? I am an agent at WordSurf Literary. I'm based in Denver. I grew up in Denver, lived in New York for a little while, but I've been back here for almost 10 years now. I'm married to Nick and we've got three kids. Natalie and Graham are twins. They're five. And then Peter is almost a year and a half. Yay. I love it so much. Awesome. So you are a literary agent and I think that the publishing world is a really confusing world. Like Mm -hmm. when I talk to people about publishing, they're like, wait, you're writing a book? Like, how does that work? I feel like it's like the Wizard of Oz behind the curtain. And no one knows about the publishing world until they're either in it themselves or have a friend who's in it. And so I feel like it's really mysterious. So I'm excited to pull back the curtain today and talk about this crazy world of publishing. So you are a literary agent. And can you tell us like, what is that? And Mm -hmm. what is your role in the whole process? An agent is basically the 
sort of middleman between an author and a publisher. And so yeah. I come alongside authors. I work essentially for the author and my job is to help you shape your project and then pitch it and sell it to a publisher. Once you sign on with a publisher, then you have an editor there that you work with and a marketer and a publicist, but your agent stays with you through the whole process. And ideally we're trying to build a long-term relationship so that we're with you over the course of your career. So helping you think about your next book project right. and staying involved from beginning to end. But my role is mainly coming alongside at the beginning and really helping develop that idea, put together a proposal, give you feedback and advice on how you're pitching it and what your platform looks like and areas where you may need to grow before we can get you in front of publishers. Yeah. Uh, Okay, so we'll get into that more in a second. But I want to know, too, like when we're looking at publishing as a whole, you've mm -hmm. been in this world for like 10-ish years. Has publishing changed even in the time that like you've been involved in the publishing world? And how so? Yeah, it has. For one thing, so much of it is remote now. When I started, yeah. I lived in New York, worked for a publisher there. And when I moved back to Denver, I had to quit my job because no one worked remotely and they wouldn't allow me to stay on as an editor there. Oh, wow. So I went, I did freelancing and then hopped around for a little while before coming on as an agent at WordServe. And agencies have always been a little bit more flexible that way. Mm -hmm. But since COVID, so many editors and publishing houses have either now hybrid or, or gone remote. And then it's easier to get a book published now because of self-publishing. The last estimate that I read was like 4 million new books come out every year if you count self-published titles, which is a huge wow. number. So it's easier to get a book out there, but it's much harder to get it through a traditional channel. Yeah. Um, it's just, they're really full. It's hard to find readers. It's hard to break out new authors. And so the barrier for entry for traditional publishing is much higher, I think, than it used to be. Yeah, I agree with that too. And it's funny because even like maybe when I was like in college and high school, which I, I guess is a long time ago now, but I feel like the process was, oh, you're a writer? You want to be a writer? Cool. Your proposal looks good. Your idea sounds good. Your writing is good. You can get a book deal. Mm -hmm. And then we as the publisher is going to take on the burden of really marketing this book, pushing it mm -hmm. out to the world. And now it's, do you have a lot of followers on Instagram? You can have a book. Can you sell it? And so I feel like from what I've heard and noticed is the marketing has really shifted to the author a lot. Mm -hmm. Not entirely, of course, but that is the expectation. And so like we'll talk about in a minute, there's just all this pressure to have a platform before you yeah. even get to the traditional publishing phase, which also is why it's harder because there was a moment in time where like you could hop on Instagram and get a lot of followers. And I feel like those days are over and mm -hmm. it's getting harder and harder to get into that game. So it speaking is. of like traditional publishing versus self-publishing, like who would you say is really a great fit for the traditional route versus maybe self-publishing or hybrid publishing? Who really should mm -hmm. go that traditional route? I would say you've got to know what you're in for if you're going the traditional route. So yeah. like you said, the publisher is going to expect you to do a lot of marketing and publicity. They will come alongside you. They'll put some of the marketing dollars behind it, but a lot of the burden is on the author. So that means, yes, you've got to be comfortable with social media. You've got to be willing to put yourself out there with speaking or 
writing op-eds or doing what it takes to really spread the word. Yeah. So much of the sales now are driven by authors. I would also say it depends what your end goal is for your book. So if it's, I have a lot of people who come to me who want to write a memoir about a difficult experience they've gone through or something in their childhood. But oftentimes it's either just something that they are trying to process and it's a way for them to get their story down on paper or maybe they're trying to get it down so their kids will have something to read. They want to share it with their family or people in their local community. Mm. That's a great option for self-publishing. Yeah. I definitely think that people should write their stories and should put them in books. But if you're not approaching it as a essentially a business where you yeah. are going to be investing time, energy, and money in order to make money at the end of it, then you're better off going a self-publishing route. Yeah. And the platform conversation is a tough one because it's hard. Yes. I really fight for authors who are good writers and who have something interesting to say, even if their platform isn't at the level that a publisher might want to see. At the same time, I understand where publishers are coming from. It's a business. They've got to make money. They've got to know that an author can help this break out because again, the market's just so crowded. Yeah. You've got to know what you're signing up for before going down that path, I think. Yeah, it's crazy. And one of the reasons that I felt drawn towards traditional publishing is it almost feels like a traditionally published book is, let me think, it's almost like a fast pass when you're at Disney World. You're Mm -hmm. like, I wanna go on this ride and I wanna skip the line. In terms of if I were to maybe if I were to send an email to a conference that's coming to Denver and I wanted to speak at it, if I said, oh, I have this self-published book about health and wellness, I don't feel like it carries the same weight as, oh, I'm a Tyndale author and I have this book on health and wellness and that's my expertise. It's almost, I guess it comes down to maybe like authority, right? Because if Tyndale's willing to put their faith in you and you have this book, then that means a lot more than I self-published this book just because there's that backing there. Whereas I could self-publish a book today and it's not vetted. Nobody gave me permission to do it. I just did it. And so I do feel like that aspect, like for someone who wants to be a writer speaker, which I recognize is a very few percentage of the population, mm-hmm. most people would rather die. But yeah. if that's a path forward that you feel called to, I do feel like that traditional publishing, at least in this day and time, publishing a book traditionally is the pathway to that. Yeah. So that's maybe another reason that someone would pursue that route. But I also do love that if you want a book, you can have a book. And so Mm -hmm. I love that about self-publishing is I had a friend who was actually going on tour with Bob Goff and Mm -hmm. Bob was like, buddy, just write your stories down and self-publish. And he did. He wrote his book in 30 days. He wrote a thousand words a day, wrote a 30,000 word book of his stories. It's called Chasing Wonder and he published it. And now he sells it when he talks with Bob, which is so fun. So I totally agree with you that it's, it just depends on what you want. And there's also money to be made in both. With traditional, you do get an advance, but also with self-publishing, like my friends are like, I get $18 a book. I'm like, what? Yes, exactly. (laughs) That's a lot. If you have a robust speaking ministry, self-publishing can be great. You hand your books at your events. Yeah, you keep all of what comes in there rather than 12% of the royalties or 16% or or whatever you're getting from a publisher. Yeah, so if you have a vehicle already to promote your work, it can be 
a really smart thing to do if you're yeah. like a, a savvy business person, I would say. Yeah, true. So for someone who does want to write a book and they do want to have it traditionally published, can you walk us through what do they need to do even before they get to this literary agent phase, which is like the beginning of the process? What are people like you really looking for? I would say the first thing is, so you've got an idea. Do your market research. What other books are already out there on this topic? What are you saying that's different? Why is somebody going to come to your book as opposed to another mm. book from a bigger name author? Right. So as you're crafting your pitch, thinking about what makes this distinctive and mm. really what that felt need is that your yeah. reader is bringing. So how can you meet a need, answer a question? And then as you're developing the project, simultaneously focusing on platform. So yeah. it's important even before you reach out to an agent that you've started an email list, that yeah. you've got a website, that you're on social media. You don't have to be everywhere. You want to be where you're getting the most engagement. So if your people are on Instagram, go there and focus on engaging with the audience that you have and building that organically. Having big numbers with very low engagement is not impressive to publishers. And then I would say, depending how far along you are in the process, some agents will come on board really early and help you develop the project. Some want to see a full proposal and sample material before they take you on. Right. So that's a case-by-case -case basis. But I would say the first steps of figuring out, and I'm talking more specifically about nonfiction here, which is mm. mainly what I focus on. Yeah. I do adult nonfiction in the Christian and general markets, and then do a little bit of children's, both fiction and nonfiction. But for nonfiction projects, figuring out what is going to make this distinctive. Okay. So talk to us about the book proposal itself, because mm -hmm. I feel like I like had a book proposal when I came to you, but you were like very helpful <laughs> in crafting that proposal. And it was... Mm -hmm astronomically different from what I sent to you to what we ended up sending out. I felt like that was like a unique skill that you had previously being an editor. And I felt like very <laughs> grateful. That was something that you helped me do. But is that like a typical thing? Or is that kind of a agent by agent basis? It really depends. Every agency has, you know, a sort of proposal template that they want to use that they they pitch to publishers with, and it includes everything that we know publishers are looking for. So it's going to be audience, your platform, comp titles, sample material, all of that. At WordServe, we consider ourselves to be a really editorially minded agency. Yeah. So we spend a lot of time editing sample material and building out the proposal with our clients. Some agents want you to come in the door with something a little bit more polished that they can just get out there and sell. But I work with a lot of first-time authors or newer writers, and I really enjoy that aspect of building it together. Yeah. So I'd say most important things to have when pitching an agent are sample material, which could be like one or two chapters, and an outline that lays out what this book is going to look like, how it flows, and then just platform or author bio mm. information. So I get a sense of who you are and what you're bringing to the project. And then everything else, I can help mm. my clients shape. How are we going to pitch this? What's the hook? What are the key distinctives? Mm. What comp titles should we be listing? Those are all things that an agent can help you with. Yeah. And one thing that I feel like is so valuable with, especially like agents like you, who you're not fresh out of the gate, you've done this a lot, you've worked with a lot of people, is really understanding the market as a whole. Mm -hmm. And 
like when you get down to having to do comparative titles, it can be really hard. Like the book I'm writing on health and wellness, I feel like we're talking about 12 different areas of health and wellness. Mm -hmm. And so we would be like, this is a great book on habits. This is a cool book on Sabbath. This is a cool book on, but there was nothing that was similar to mine. And it's funny because you have to back up and say, either that's a great thing. And there's Mm -hmm. a need for this book that really combines all these things and how to be healthy in every area of your life. Or is that a bad thing? The market doesn't need this message, et cetera. And it's hard to find really similar titles and really prove the need for this message that you have. But you had the experience to be able to say, I've got my finger on the pulse of this market. I know what's already been. I know where the river is going, where we're heading. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like that expertise is really helpful too, because I read a lot of books, but also this isn't what I'm doing 24 seven. And so I do think that insight is really helpful. So in terms of finding a literary agent, I feel like that was actually one of the hardest phases of the journey for me. Mm -hmm. And I remember when I was like trying to find a literary agent, actually I was trying to find an agent even before my cookbook. So probably it's been maybe four or five years at this point. And I was seriously looking at the back of books that I liked Yeah, and people would thank their agent. And then I would be like, oh, cool. And then I would look up that agent and then send them my proposal. And since we were just talking about book proposals, I will say from an author perspective, I do feel like it was really helpful and important to do my research for if I find Keely, her submission process, if it's published on her website, is going to be very specific. And so Mm -hmm. I really tailored each submission to a literary agent, to that agent and what they're looking for. And Mm -hmm. each one was very different. And so I would have my book proposal, like Caroline Fossil book proposal for Keely. And I would have Mm -hmm. that as a separate document. And then I would have a new one for a new agent. But I seriously did have a spreadsheet and who I emailed, when I emailed them, like on the website, a lot of times it will say, Keely will definitely respond to you and within three weeks, or Sarah gets so many inquiries, don't expect a response unless it's a yes. So everyone has their own process. And so keeping track of that for myself was really helpful to just understand where I was in the process. Okay, but for someone who's looking for a literary agent, how would you suggest going about this process? Because it feels tricky. <laughs> it is. It's pretty daunting. And it's funny. I do tell people to look in the back of books. If there are books yeah. that you love that are similar to what you're writing, yeah, look in the back and see who the agent is. They typically, writers will thank their agents in the acknowledgments. And then there are a lot of online databases. So Publishers Marketplace is probably the best one, which just has a ton of information on which agents represent which authors, they have deal postings. Mm. I believe you have to subscribe to that one, but I think you can just do it on a month-to-month basis. So if you just subscribe Ah. for a month and get the information you need. There's a website called Query Tracker too, which is Ah. a database of agencies. And it also has tried to streamline the process for agents who are signed up there. You can submit like the same proposal to numerous agencies. We are not a part of that, but I know that a lot of the New York agents are on that now, just Mm. trying to 
simplify the process because it's a ton of work. And I really admire the spreadsheets. And I am not a spreadsheet gal. Like spreadsheets kill me because I'm a graphic designer, but I'm like, I just got to keep this organized because it gets to be a lot, especially if you're really trying to get it out to a lot of different people for sure. (laughs) Yes. And it's true. Like we do have specific things that we want to see. And if they're not in there, sometimes we will delete the query because we get over 100 queries a week. And if it's not, if it doesn't fit our specifications, we're just like, we don't have time. For Um, sure. Make it easy for the agents. Yeah, make it easy for the agents. But also when I think about someone that I want to work with, if I were a literary agent, I was thinking about someone I want to work with. I do think that following that framework that was given to you is so important because it shows they did their homework. They Mm -hmm. were willing to take the extra steps instead of sending me, this is my book proposal and I'm just mass mailing it to everybody. They're Mm -hmm. willing to take the extra steps to do what we asked of them. Because if you're not like a malleable, teachable human being in general, that doesn't sound like someone who's fun to work with. Because Mm -hmm. so many times throughout the process, you're like, Caroline, I don't like this word. Caroline, I don't like this sentence. I think you could take out this entire story. What do you think about that? And you just have to be a little unattached to the words that you're writing and be teachable and formable. And if you're not, (laughs) that's not, maybe not the most fun person to work with. So yeah, just follow the frameworks. And even though they're all different and that can be annoying as an author, it's just like, you got to do it. Yeah. We just have limited bandwidth. Right. I only sign on maybe two or three new clients a month at the most, maybe 20 a year, I just have to be so selective, making it as easy as possible for me to say yes to you is (laughs) the best advice I can give. No, that's a great point. Okay. So let's pretend we're in the process of publishing where we have an agent. So what is the process from there? What is your process of trying to find a home for a book that you're representing? So usually when I'm taking on a project, it's because I already have an idea of how to sell it. I work across different genres, but primarily I'm working in practical nonfiction. So Christian living, parenting, health and wellness, business, that kind of stuff. And I've got strong relationships with editors at publishing houses across the country. So once I've signed a client on, we'll spend a good deal of time working on that proposal, maybe writing another sample chapter if we feel like we don't have enough material. Yeah. Sometimes even rethinking, okay, what is the approach? Is the hook mm. strong enough? Do we need to change the messaging or the way you're framing this? Mm-hmm. But once we've got that proposal ready to go, then I usually put together a list of maybe eight, 10 editors at the most that I'm going to send it out to for our first round. And I put together a pitch letter and send it out the door. And then it's just, it can be a long process, but it's kind of hounding editors, making sure that they've read it. Do you want to set up a call with the author? Getting good interest from another house. Can I get you to come to the table? So it's a lot of just continuing to keep that project in front of editors. Yeah. And then, yeah, guiding clients through phone calls. We usually have calls with interested editors to get a sense of their vision for the project and are they a good fit for the author And sometimes we strike out and if everybody says no, then I'll huddle up with the author and say, do we need to tweak this? Do we need to do something different? Should we just take it out to another batch of editors? And that's kind of case by case, depending on what feedback we've received in that initial round. But I would say it takes on the short end, maybe six weeks and can take several months. And for some, I've even had projects that I had out there on submission for over a year and then finally 
Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. It can be a very long process. Yeah. That's such a long process. And then I feel like the thing that shocks people the most is timing. So not only have we talked through the process of finding and building your platform, Mm -hmm. finding an agent, working on your proposal and fine tuning that, sending it out, but then you get a book deal and it is two years typically till pub date. So it just takes forever. It takes so, so long. Yes. And And that's so shocking. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's good to come in at understanding that because sometimes I'll tell people and I'll just see their faces fall. Like this book won't be published until spring 2026. And oh my goodness, that's a lifetime away. It's so far. But if you think about it, by the time you get the contract, then you'll have a certain amount of time to write the manuscript and get it in. And that could be six months. Sometimes it's longer. And once it's in, it's usually about a year, maybe a little over a year before it'll be on shelves. So that gives time for editing, copy editing, typesetting, design, and then selling to retailers and time for marketing and publicity to do long lead reviews and that kind of stuff. Yeah. It just takes so long, which makes sense, which is, yeah, another factor that I didn't even mention in terms of the self-pub route or traditional publishing, one of which is just time. If you just Mm -hmm. want a book right now, it is not the traditional route. (laughs) It just takes so long. Yeah, you yeah. gotta do it on your own if you need it in the next year. Yeah, oh, for sure, for sure. So that's the process. Okay, so for someone who loved this conversation, it's like Keely's the agent for me. What kind of works do you really focus on, and what kind mm-hmm. of authors and works are you accepting right now? Yeah, so again, I'm mainly doing nonfiction. I do a little bit of fiction, but I'm not taking on new clients for fiction right now with the caveat that I, every now and then I'll sign up new middle grade children's writers. Yes, I've got a soft spot for middle grade and have had some success there. And so I will take the occasional new client there. Yeah. But for the most part, I'm looking for nonfiction for adults, either in the Christian market or general market. I tend to do a lot of books that kind of cross over as I think yours will, where yeah. you're writing from a faith perspective, but in a way that is applicable to anybody. And yeah, again, mostly those sort of practical categories. Yeah. So parenting, work-life balance, projects that are about sort of the intersection of faith and culture. Yeah, super cool. Um, yeah. And then mental, emotional, and physical health and wellness. Yeah. I work with a lot of therapists and psychiatrists. And yeah, that's a real area of interest for me. Yeah, that's so cool. Especially because I feel like this is like my podcast too. Like a lot of things on my podcast are all these categories and it's it's just fun for me to learn. And I'm sure you're like, it's fun for me to read these books. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I yeah. love reading books where I'm like, oh, I have some practical things I can take away and right. differently in my own life after reading this proposal. Yes. Oh yeah, absolutely. And for the listeners, I feel like my word of advice too is I feel like Keely was such a great fit for me and the expertise and like experience and time in the market and in this space was so helpful because for a lot of reasons, but number one, if you have a new literary agent that doesn't have the relationships, then 
it's, I think it's harder. You're both breaking into the market and that being really challenging. Whereas for Keely, she's, oh, here's my friend at HarperCollins. I'm going to send this to her. And it's based on relationships. And we all yeah. know relationships are everything in life. And so I feel like with a literary agent, you want to ensure if you have a desire to be at Tyndale and that's where you want your book to land, see if they've had a project there before. See if mm -hmm. they already have those relationships because those things were really helpful. And even, I think that was really helpful. Even I was impressed in our negotiation phase of this process. It was also like, we had this clause in the contract with this project that we've done with you before. Can we do that here as well? Right. And so even that level of expertise, like we've gotten to the contract phase, this one's looking a little different. So that's also part of a literary agent's job is the negotiation, trying to get higher price, higher rates, all these things, because it benefits both of you. And so even knowing how those contracts typically look, whereas, you know, a, someone who's really fresh and green wouldn't have that knowledge. So it's almost really yeah. similar to working with a new real estate agent. It's mm -hmm. like, it's, I'm sure it's great if you're like wanting to support a friend or family member, but when you work with someone who's so experienced, you really see the benefit of that. So I feel like yeah. it's really similar with a literary agent, just looking for that experience. If you can find it, it's really helpful. Yes, I would agree. There's nothing wrong with working with a newer agent, but it's important to make sure that they're being mentored by somebody mm -hmm. who's ahead of them. The agency business has exploded and there are a mm -hmm. lot of new agents. If they're not being supported by a bigger agency and have more experienced agents who are teaching them, showing them the ropes, that's when you really get into a bit mm -hmm. of trouble. Yeah, that makes sense. And that's a good note for sure. Awesome. Thanks for chatting today. I want to ask you our final question that I ask everybody. So when you're at the end of your life and you're looking back, what does a successful life look like to you? That's such a good question. For me, I think it's about being faithful to what I've been given. Not necessarily, you know, that I've had to have the most successful career or the most books that are bestsellers or anything like that, but just that have served the clients that I have well, that we've mm. put books out into the world that I'm proud of, that I feel like are making a difference in people's lives, that I have brought integrity to that, and really that those relationships are strong. So my clients feel like my friends and they're people who I care about and whose lives I'm invested in. And yeah. That to me is success. It's been like, okay, I've, I have done the best that I can with what I've been given. Yeah. I love that so much. Thank you so much for chatting today. I know that there yeah. are going to be people who are so excited to have this conversation. And I think this would have been a really helpful conversation for me to have listened to five years ago. So thank you so yes. much for helping us pull back the curtain. Of course. My pleasure. Yeah. Come check us out at wordserveliterary.com. Send your queries. Mention in your email that you heard Carolyn and I talking. I would love to hear from people. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks so much. Keely, thank you so much for being on the show today and really just pulling back the curtain and telling us all about the publishing world and how to find a literary agent. Listeners, if you are interested in sending your proposal to Keely, be sure to check out her link in the show notes. That's keelyboving.com so that you can send your project her way. And I'm sure she would be really interested in checking it out. And also, thank you so much for listening to the series on publishing. Be sure to check out every single one of the episodes the entire month of October to learn all about the publishing world if you are interested in publishing your very own book. So thank you so much for listening, and I will see you next week.